Welcome to the Water the Shoe Bar podcast with Sujia and Huey and Jill. We're just two Asian Americans and a couple of dogs talking shit about shit. <laughs> How was your week? It was good. How was your week? It was good. Anything happened? No. Nope. Anything exciting? No. Nope. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. What happened this week? No, just work. Uh, my youngest daughter had her final volleyball game last night. They won they had a double, but they won one, lost one. It's a great season. She cried when she lost. She's a really the emotional The loss comes second. The loss came second, Dang. which was a bummer, yeah, which is a huge a bummer. bummer, which is really funny because she's sitting there um, on the court and, you know, it's it's <laughs> winding down. I know she was very upset and, you know, she could tell that they weren't going to win and she already knew it. And she had tears in her eyes and I was like, get it together. Like, it's okay. Keep it up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And she's crying. And I'm sitting there next to my mom and dad who came to the final game. And he's like, oh yeah, she's such an emotional player. She's so passionate about playing. That's why she's crying and whatever. And I was like, you know, dad, and my dad had only come to one game I'd ever played. I was like, do you know that I cried every single game I played, whether we won or lost? because I was always just really like emotional about playing. And I loved the game so much that I would cry. And it wasn't like crying because I was sad or upset. I just was just like so much excitement. <laughs> just got, oh, Huey. This is my boy. He's just staring longingly into your eyes because he's a good boy. And he wants you to know that he loves you. Oh, man. If you guys are listening to this, you have to watch this episode on YouTube. <laughs> what Huey's doing right now is just adorably. He's so adorably hilarious. Jilly's like a sweet, like fun, loving, special yeah. girl. But Huey is a very deep and thoughtful boy. He just when he stares into your eyes, it just bores down into your soul. And you're like, OK, I love you, too. This is a good boy. This is my good boy. So we're not going to talk at all in this podcast today. We're just going to pet my dogs and uh, hope you enjoy that. Yeah. It's like going to a puppy cafe. Yes. But it's a podcast. But, yeah, but you have to just listen to it. Oh, my God. Huey. You're <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. What do you guys think? Is it's having adorable. the addition of our dogs good or bad? You guys, yeah. you guys like it, right? I like it. Is it distracting? It's so distracting. It's <laughs> emotional support. Yes, because sometimes things get emotional around here. Speaking of which, how was your week? <laughs> Wait, what happened What happened with the rest of the story? Oh, nothing. They lost and they, <laughs> they cried. And I had to console a bunch of nine-year-old girls, you know, getting off the court. Wait, um, so what did your dad say when you said that you cried? All oh, he was like, you cried? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dad, I'm a crier. But you don't know. He knows I'm a crier, but like showing emotion and stuff was like very frowned upon in my family. Like a lot of Korean families like, oh, you know, don't, don't cry. Like, you know, that's embarrassing. It's shameful to cry. Yeah. And it so, makes Korean men uncomfortable, I think. Yeah, it does. Um, I think it makes a lot of Korean women uncomfortable too, to be honest. Like yeah. my mom, I've seen my father actually cry more than I've seen my mother cry. Um, but I've seen my my mother cry actually fewer times than I've seen my father cry. Um, but Really? Yeah, my mom doesn't cry. She's a pretty stoic person. She's very like gregarious and she laughs and stuff, but she doesn't cry a lot at all. I've only seen her one cry once, and that was at her father's funeral, oh. and that was it. But I will say, and I'm I don't know if my mom she's gonna feel about it. The cry that I saw my mother cry was the most guttural cry I've ever seen in my life. Now I think mm, I think pent up. I, well, I think customarily like American culture, crying like outwardly is maybe less, I don't know, accepted, but I've been to different ethnic funerals. And I will say it was, I believe an Italian, like, but like people from Italy came over and I've been to a Korean funeral. And the way that I saw, particularly the women crying was like, 
unlike anything I'd ever seen. Like it was like wailing and like throwing themselves on the ground and like pounding the floor and pounding the coffin. I was like, holy fucking shit. And so I see my mother kind of do this. Why am I talking about this? Oh yeah, crying. <laughs> I was like, how, how is this happening? I um, only have one arm guys, <laughs> on this side. I'm gonna eat it. Um, see, as soon as I let go, Julie's like, what the F? <laughs> She's like, what the hell? Welcome man. to my life. And pl- add two kids on top of this. She'll need Dinchin. I want Dinchin. Oh, you God. never baby me. Anyway, so watching my mom cry in that way, I know it's in her. So I know that she like really like represses a lot of it. So I wonder like, you know, in my life, like how many times like she's really probably wanted to cry or and just didn't. Or I don't know. Maybe it just takes a lot for her to cry. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, um, how I feel too, Huey. But yeah, that's funny you say that because when my grandmother passed away, um, I was the most hysterical at the funeral. Were you? And I was 12. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so like I couldn't keep my emotions no. and I just kept crying and I kept being like, <laughs> like that kind yeah, of crying. Yeah, yeah. And Aww. like everyone just kept staring at me. I was like, what? My grandmother just said, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Why aren't you crying? Yeah. Uh, How was your week, Ed? It was okay. It was okay. Um, I bought, I changed out the plastic cutting boards in my house. Oh, good. I don't feel like you're supposed to have plastic cutting boards. Yeah. They, like harbor a lot of germs and bacteria. Yeah. And I've wondered that for a while, but after seeing those rounds of videos of people being like, look at these plastic shavings every time you cut, I was like, you know what? Oh. I'm going to get rid of them. I think bamboo is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, um, a set of bamboo ones with like three different sizes. And then I also had to replace out my actual wood cutting board. Because I was like, while I was going through that, I just like happened to Google. I was like, hey, how often should you replace your wooden cutting board? And it was like every like seven to 10 years. I was like, oh, cool. I've had mine for like 16, 17. And I think because like I hadn't oiled it in a while, it like started cracking in the middle. So I was like, oh, it's time to replace it. So I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I got myself a booze board. It's a booze board. It's like the one that like restaurants and chefs use. Ooh, I want one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they sell it on TikTok shop? I don't know. I should have looked. I should have looked. But the thing about wooden cutting boards is you like you have to condition the shit out of them. Oh yeah. So yeah. like the OCDs kicked in over the last six days and I've been like oiling it every 12 hours for three days. And then I bought this like wax and I like waxed it. And it's now been curing for four days. So like that consumed a little bit of my life. But there's a couple of things I actually want to get some people's opinions on. So number one, mm. I have my grandmother's necklace that she gave me. And the clasp on it broke when I was like 14. Mm-hmm. And it's like that traditional old school S-shaped clasp, clasp where it's not, I guess, not really a clasp because nothing closes like or hook. opens. It's just like a hook. Mm-hmm. And like the one part of the S broke off. Yeah. So like I haven't worn it since I was 14. My mom came. I was like, oh man, I really want to get this fixed. My mom was like, oh, I'll take it to Korea and get it fixed for you. She texts me and she's like, so the people think that you should melt it down and that they should just build you a new one. Because it's 20, the, apparently it's 20. Clasp or the necklace? The whole necklace. Because what they're claiming is, is that my grandma's necklace is 24 karat gold, which means okay. it's pure gold. So? And I guess that like means that it's like not as strong as an alloy, which is like mixed with metals. And they're like telling my mom, they're like, hey, we suggest you turn it into an alloy and we'll like make it into a new necklace for you. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, then it's not my grandmother's necklace. No, don't do it. 
You'll yeah, regret it. That's what I was thinking. But like my mom was like, no, they say that like no one even works with 24 karat gold anymore. And but I was that's like, that's not the point of no. the necklace. It's no. not like for you to retain and then, oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. Like my grandmother wore this necklace and this sounds gross, but like my grandmother is still on this necklace. No, that's not gross. That's why people like keep their like beloved, you know, past family members, like sweatshirts and yeah. like hairbrushes or whatever it is. Cause yeah. it, smells like it has them on it yeah and it's not just because i want to wear a necklace it's because it's like i want to keep my grandmother close to me and right. i feel like if i turn into an alloy i'm laughing because jilly's like eating my hand but well, wait you're not going to wear the necklace oh, ever. I am. I want oh to. that's why they're like see. that's why they're like hey we think it's better if you just turn it into an alloy i thought so you were just going to use it as a stronger. keepsake kept it as a keepsake for a while and every i always keep being like oh, i think i want to wear it i think i want to wear it okay because that's different that changes my opinion slightly because i would it's be afraid that you'd gold. lose it if it wasn't as strong if it fell off and you lost it you would be beside yourself but like there must be someone who can fix the 24 karat clasp i don't think the clasp is the issue though i think they're worried that the necklace itself will break. will break yeah i don't think the clasp is the issue you could, you could get anything you get a titanium clasp but, but like don't people around the world wear 24 karat gold and then I guess lose it pretty easily. I don't, I mean, I have seen a lot of those videos where the guy has the um, metal detector on the beach and he always finds 24 karat gold stuff. So kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, not funny. So yeah, I guess the jury's still out on that one. The other question I have, you guys are just like, just in you your own world. You starve for attention, these two. God, Lee. So the other question I had was, you know that um, Hey Susie trend that's happening with that girl who's like, I know this is crazy. I know it's crazy, but I, I don't, don't like, like store-bought store pesto. <laughs> and everyone's like, that is crazy, Susie. Oh, I saw this one. Oh, I'll get back to your thing. He's like, oh my gosh, Susie, that's really crazy. So one time I got kidnapped and I was like, oh. What? I was kidnapped for two days and I found out that he just like goes on this like long story of his like kidnapping story and like how he tried to escape and he had to jump out of a two-story window and then he went to the cops and the cops had to go back to the house where he was kidnapped from and get his shoes back for him and then he was in a town that was like he thought he was in London where he was from he was like like 10 hours away in some other town he was just, like was I just his friends I don't know. I don't know. He's just, I think the story became even more sensational because he has this really thick British accent. And I was just like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. But yes, what's your hey, Susie story? But that story? trend is crazy because like people <laughs> tell the craziest stories. And I was like, I thought about making this video, which I might, where I use that to jump off because like, I think I've mentioned it in the past before, but I like, I'm kind of like looking for my half siblings. Your half siblings. Yeah. Okay. In so, Korea. Oh, in Korea and not in Korea? Yes, yeah, so th the majority of them are in Korea. So I have three younger siblings. They're all from my dad. And three younger siblings, half siblings, and one older half siblings. The two sets are from two different mothers along with my mother. So three women total. Yes. Five children total. Yes. Two outside of the, th okay, got it. Yeah. One and one and three. I don't know the details of my older half sister and her mom and my dad, but yeah. So um, basically kind of using that as a jumping point to talk about, you know, my story about how I'm looking for my, for my siblings, but we can get that to that part later. The question I have is as a woman who's a little bit older than I am because my mm -hmm. sister's older than I am, how would you feel about if your half sibling that you've never met, 
possibly might not even know about, probably know about. You ended up meeting them because the search became so public. Elaborate. So if I was to ask through TikTok to help me find my siblings. Oh, so you're saying using the Hey Susie prompt yeah. so like if to I think, tell the story yeah. and then wrap it up with trying to so find- So if I was like, hey shit. Susie, that's crazy. That reminds me of the time that I grew up thinking that my parents were married and then at 12 years old, I found out that my mom and dad were never married and I'm a bastard child of one of the wealthiest families in Korea. Wow. And then end that with, you know, also, I'm wanting to start to search with my older sister. If you know the, a person with this Korean name, born around this time, who grew up in New York, oh. you know, like in that area. And if like, that's how you ended up finding your siblings, like how would you feel? Because it would be very public, your shit, your family drama would be all over the place. God, that's- But then like, but then like you might find your sibling. Okay. Who you haven't known your whole life. Let me- Start by saying- It's a lot, I know. It's a lot, only because we don't know the circumstances around her, right? So that's the variable. I barely know the circumstances around me. Right. <laughs> now, if you're asking me my opinion about if that happened to me as me. Like if you were my sister and you ended up seeing this video or like your coworkers were like, oh my God, um, Isn't I that think your this Korean might name? be you. Yeah. How would you feel? I would run the gamut. Because of course, first, well, it really depends, right? If I don't know you exist, that's a fucking bombshell. If I do know you exist, did I not intentionally try to find you either, right? So there's that variable. If I do know you exist and didn't want to know who you were, and then you came out and publicly tried to find me, do I feel now very exposed? That's so much, it's it so much. Lot. However. We don't know the state that she's in, but you do bring up a good point. She went however many years of her life and didn't try to look for me. I but guess. she may not know that you exist. I feel like she probably does, but you're right. She might not. But she also might feel like she doesn't know how to even start. It's right? true. Because your father is deceased. And so I don't know if she, if her mom knows much about your mom or you. Yeah. Because so, so she's older. So then his, he had an, a relationship with her mom first, then your mom, then the other people. The other mom? Some of it are a little- a Little murky. Murky because I don't know, my, my mom's not very forthcoming mm. about everything. Like it wasn't until last year that I found out that my next younger sibling is only younger than me by like three months. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So- So that's not possible that- Yeah, and that then there's like was... the other aspect of it too, <laughs> is that like there are, there's there are what's known as chebos in Korea. Can you explain to people what oh, that man, is? I'm not even gonna lie. This makes me feel really anxious because these are like details that I haven't told. I think I've told like I can count on my one hand how many people I've told. Because this is like, are you a, sure you want to broadcast it right that's now? That's what I mean. That's why it's like a little nerve wracking because like these are details that I have kept very hidden a lot for like safety reasons. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not rich. I'm not rich. Right. I just, you know, my bloodline, that part of the family is rich. But, like, it's just, like, I don't know if it's, like, embarrassing or whatever it is, but they're, like, things that I've kept hidden for a while. But to bring up to your point, if I, because, like, I want to make a documentary finding my siblings, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like it could help a lot of people. 
if I'm gonna do that, I think I've already been working with the idea that like these potentially embarrassing things are gonna become public. And I think I've kind of even come to the point where like I've accepted the fact that they may even become identifiers for who I am. You know what I mean? Like eventually if this all comes out, I'm gonna be known as that bastard kid in Korea. You know what I mean? And those things are things that I think I've accepted because those things don't matter to me than the potential of maybe knowing my siblings. And maybe okay. that's like different for other people, but now listen. I've been an only child and like that's all I've ever wanted. I'm gonna offer this to you as as your friend and and coming from the position of the potential that they may not want you to find them. And I think I've accepted that with like my younger half siblings. I was just going to say this. You have to prepare yourself for any, any possibility and any outcome from the very, very best where they say, oh my God, we've been hoping that we could find you and we're so happy that we all know each other now. This would be the ideal scenario. And this, in my opinion, if it were happening to me and somebody after the initial shock of it all, and somebody being like, hey, just so you know, you know, your dad and my mom made me and now I'm your half, you know, sibling. And, and this is, I, after the initial shock of that, I would be like, well, you're my family. <laughs> okay, so this is where we start our, our new family. That, that's how I would want it to be. And that is what I would hope for you if, those, if that's how this ends up happening. However, you have to be prepared for the idea that some people don't want to be found and life like their lives the way that they are. And your disruption of that life could come with some very negative consequences. And I think you know that. And I think that, you know, I don't know in preparation what that really looks like. Um, Cause I feel like that would be rightfully something tremendously disappointing at the least traumatic at the worst. Yeah. You know, so so opening up that that Pandora's box for yourself is definitely going to be something that that we're going to want to really be very careful with because we don't want we don't want you to end up harming yourself or, you know, negatively impacting yourself because yeah. of it. I mean, I think I'm OK with it. I think I've come to the conclusion that I think I'd rather know. Yeah even if it doesn't go well to then to spend the rest of my life being like, you know what? I did my best. Right. They know I exist, you know, whereas now I'm just like, do they even know I exist? What do they think about me? And I feel like that, I don't know if it's like my OCD, but like, I don't like leaving things unknown. untethered. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. And I know that I would support you in this. And I know that anybody who's listening would support you in this. Cause but like, how would you, would you feel attacked or would you, I don't know if attacked is the right word, but just like taking off guard. Like, would you feel a negative sort of way because it was so public? Keely, I feel like you look the way I feel. <laughs> I, again, you're, you're basing this, my feelings on my personality. Yeah, yeah. I true. wouldn't feel attacked. I'd be like, genius. You found a great way to find me. Or, you know, I, I don't know. But again, the circumstances are very touchy. You know, it around, you know, adultery and, you know, unfaithfulness to a partner. And but keeping... at least with my older sister, different. You know what I mean? I feel like the younger siblings will be easy to find because they're 
they're known. You know what I mean? I just have to go there and be like, hey, I need to set up in a meeting with this person, please. Whereas in like my older sister, I don't even know her name. Like I only know her Korean name because in Korea there's like a registry. Have you tried to search her name? Obviously, right? Yes. And? I didn't, I've searched like, so I only know her Korean name and I tried like a phonetics English spelling of it and like search Facebook and stuff and I couldn't find anything. Mm. Also like, I don't know if she's married right. or if like she has a different surname than the one that was written on the registry. Or like, yeah, I like mean Maybe people, her mom got remarried. Like you don't know, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, my sister's name is like Shion and she goes by Sandra. You know what I mean? So. He was like, no, this is my spot. Go over there, go, go see Ed. Come here. Go see Ed. You're going to cut out all the parts where we're talking to the dogs, right? <laughs> oh, you're such a sweet dog. You're so much. You're so disgusting. Your breath is so, so gross. Um, I would feel like that. Confused. <laughs> a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> a little itchy in my ear. A little yeasty because of the allergies I have. Okay, no. Seriously. In all seriousness. You think I should do it? Yeah. I, I don't know how you can continue your life I've without been, feeling like you need to fill this void all the time. I mean, I think I talked about this like five months ago when yeah. I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? Not the Susie part, but right. seeing the Susie thing, I keep being like, I'm going to use, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it today. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. Do it. No, I'm not. Do it today. Do it today. Do it today. Put it in your drafts. Save it for a day or two. See how I feel. Watch it one more time, a couple times, and then see how you feel about it. I I feel like you have this void. You you have this hole in your life, and you have this need to find this connection with these people, whatever that may be. However, this works out, whatever it may be, I think you will come to a point in your life where you will feel like I can't believe I didn't even try. I didn't even try, and. This is the family that I've always wanted. And if I don't try, I'll yeah. regret it. Don't regret it. I mean, there is. There is like a big fear that like none of them have looked out, like try to find me, you know? So like maybe they don't want to know, but. And maybe they don't. Or maybe there's four of them, right? I think your odds are good that at least one of them <laughs> at least is one like. one of them, right? Yeah. Now, now, the three in Korea might have other reasons to not, yeah. right? It could like definitely affect their, their life. Their mother is still living. Right? As far as I know. Also, there's a lot of money involved, most likely. And if if you come in and you're like, hey, I want to find my family, it could look like, hey, he's trying to come after our money. Because people with money are always suspicious of people who are trying to, they, they, they're, they're suspicious that people are trying to take their money. So there's that aspect yeah. too that you have to consider. You know, but I think if you come, you know, palms up, I'm not, I'm not asking for anything. I don't want anything. I just want to know my family. You know, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing for somebody to want. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Huey, they can hear you. I feel like. If you stop touching him, he doesn't like I it. I feel like <laughs> even though I'll be viewed as a bastard kid, I feel like the majority. Is that even a term that people use people. anymore? Like, does anybody even care about like illegitimacy? You're not illegitimate. You're a human being. You're as oh, legitimate as everybody else. You but... know what I'm saying? I feel like the majority of normal people in Korea would champion it. You know what I mean? Because well, you're also saying this is a very wealthy family, right? Yeah, they're not really, really looked up. 
highly applying. I'm guessing that a lot of Korean people feel the same way about the super wealthy, which is to eat the rich. So <laughs> I feel like they would love a disruption in, in that. You know, you could come in as as the guy who blew the doors. I, but that's a whole other thing. As the bastard kid. You ready for that? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. And there is something to be said about being able to fly under the radar, you know? Yeah, but I don't think that, I think that time has passed for you. Yeah. I think it's the past. I think you should do it. I think you should do it. My advice is to do it. It could be the worst advice. Because that's I the other thing too, is that like I can look for them under the radar. You know what I mean? And not make a documentary about it. It's your life. But for me, though, the documentary, like, yes, I want to share it with people and maybe it'll help them. But I've realized recently in the last like three years that like when I watch stuff that happened to me in video, it helps me process things so much more. And that's the main reason why I want to record it. I want to be able to like watch it. And then be like, try to see it from other perspectives and like try to really understand. Cause like sometimes you're just in your emotions so much that like you, you, you almost create a narrative right. for what's happening, you know? Right. And I want to be able to like look at it from like a non objectively objective yeah. point, of, like yeah. a point of view. Yeah. For anybody who's watching this, um, I don't know if you've gone through something similar or if you have any advice for Ed, cause I'm only one voice and I, I, I don't know that, that these are how I feel. This is how I feel, but you know, I have dog hair at my <laughs> um, you know, but people could definitely feel differently about it and it might offer a different perspective. So I think this is a great forum to ask, you know, should Ed pursue finding his half siblings on the most, in the most public place on earth? The internet is the most public place on earth. And once you do it, you can't undo it. No, it's forever. So keep that in mind, but I say, go for it. Fuck it. Life is short and you could be missing out on some really great opportunities to connect with, with your family. Cause I think the other part of it too is, is that like for like a year now, I've been like, I'm going to do this. I've been, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to do this documentary. And I think I keep chickening out. And I, there's What's also a little, you back? there's a, I think fear of what? Of the unknown. Well, of like I mean, what that's... can happen? Or are they going to want to know? But like, if I make this video and post it, I feel like the cat's out of the bag, the ball's going to start rolling and I can't stop it. Okay. And I feel like that for me would be good. Because, excuse me, because I'm holding myself back. Right. Do it. It's like, I don't do it. Oh, well. Probably going to make that video today. We'll <laughs> see how it goes, you know. But yeah, I guess, bastard boy for president in 2024. Listen, first of all, I don't know. Like, bastard boy? I don't feel like it doesn't, I just, I don't like how it sounds. <laughs> it doesn't want like how it rolls off the tongue. But, you know. Look, there's going to come a point where it's like, it's not about them anymore anyway, right? It's yeah. about what you're doing to be proactive in what you want for your life. And if that means that you have to just, you're going to publicly do that and you're ready for the repercussions or whatever consequences are or amazing, you know, conclusion to this story might be, who knows, you know? Yeah. I'm a pessimist by heart anyway. Prepare yourself for the worst so that anything is a surprise, you know, but man, the worst. Looking pretty bad up in here. Well, what does it look like? Apocalyptic. <laughs> but like, no, but really apply that to your life. What is, what is a rejection from your family? What does that look and feel like to you? Well, I guess for me personally, it doesn't matter as much. Right. It doesn't actually change your life. It doesn't in any change way. my life too much. The worry for me, however, is maybe for my family. My mom lives in Korea. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like her siblings 
might not love it. I don't know, you know? And I understand that. And I have an appreciation for your concern for them. But at the same time, it's like, but this is your life too. Yeah. And this is, this is something that I think that you need to fulfill, you know, for yourself. And like, I understand that. And I appreciate you like being concerned about, you know, your extended family, but you have to live life for yourself too sometimes. Yeah. There's like this one thing driving me. So like, all, all of my half siblings are sisters except for the youngest. He's the only half brother I have. All your half boy. Oh, you mean, okay, they're all girls. They're yeah. all girls except for the one who's my half brother. He's the youngest. And like during quarantine, it was all over the Korean papers because he got caught with drugs coming back from America. So you know very well who they are. Yeah, I know who That's they are. Crazy. I know who they are now. A year ago, I did not. So like I'll, I'll say it in the Hey Susie story, but my mom like basically just hid the registry in my room was like oh by the way if you ever want to find your family um your siblings names are there and i was like which is weird because growing up ever since i found out i would be like what are their names i'd be like i don't know i don't know you know what i mean so like i didn't know until now and then like i even googled their names and you know um and i saw that article and, and there's like a little part of me that keeps being like it keeps nagging away at me being like I wonder if my little brother, you know, got caught with drugs because he was trying to fill the same hole that he that he has that's inside me. You know. Listen, and that's the kind of stuff that really makes me, me want to. You know, I'm I'm gonna say this with as much love as I have in my heart. Every time we talk about this, it fucks you up. It fucks you up bad. Like you, you can't broach this topic without having this. And this is going to be for the rest of your life unless you do something about it. And I think that's the thing, too, is that, like, I'm getting to an age where, like, I might not have this option much longer. What if what if I die or they die? Before? Why don't you look at it like this? You have a platform to be able to actually do something about it now. Whereas maybe before you didn't have the information, before you didn't have the knowledge, before you didn't have the resources. You have that now. And it's... I think it's time to be like, okay, I want this, whatever this is to go away in whatever way I can get it to go away. And if, you know, finding out that they want nothing to do with you, get some fucking closure on it, finally. Whether they want to be part of your life, whether they welcome you with open arms or say this is a huge imposition and has completely disrupted everything that we, we don't want this, at least you'll know. And I know that for you, part of not knowing is kind of what keeps you safe, but it can only, it's, it's just continuing to eat away at you. Yeah, that's it. it. It does eat away at me. Yeah, of course it does. You can't even say the word brother without breaking down into tears because you know you have one. You have sisters. You might have nieces and nephews, Ed, and you deserve to know. You deserve to know if this is going to be something that you can have for yourself in your life or whether or not you have to close the door on the chapter and move on. You, ha- you owe it to yourself now. You know, you're a 40-year-old man who should know, do they want to be part of my life or don't they? Yeah. And as painful as whatever the outcome might be, you are now equipped and prepared for it. So I say do it. And I might be in like a tough love phase of my life. <laughs> yeah. But, but when else are you going to do it? 
What else are you gonna do about it? Nothing? No way. This, every time? No, 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 no. You could look back on this a year from now and be like, can you believe I didn't, I almost didn't do anything about it? <laughs> or been look like, remember when now. I could have not had all this happen to me by not doing it? Whatever it is, yeah. whatever that backlash is, what, what are you worried about? Like media, like coverage on it in Korea? Okay, well, whatever. They'll, it's just like the media here. They'll gossip about it for a week and you'll be old news. But on the internet forever. For what to happen? Think about all the know. scandals, all the scandals, way bigger than this. A philandering millionaire who has illegitimate children. The shock. No one's ever heard this before. Of course they have. Yeah, that's what my mom's friend's daughter said. She was like, you don't even know how many other people out there are in your shoes that you might help. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Mostly about me finding my, my siblings. The For what you might, you might have more siblings than you actually even know. Yeah, that's the scary part. There could be 11 of you. Who knows? I hope not actually, it, well, but the, yes. But it yeah. does sound like it could be a distinct possibility. And you know, for, for your mental health, for your emotional state, I think, you know, if this has been nagging away at you since, I, I mean, I've only known you, you know, a year. But I have not ever not known you to feel like this every time you talk about it. Do yep. it. Do it. Do it for yourself. It's going to be a really long Hey Susie video. I mean, try to condense it. <laughs> <laughs> Just give the highlights. That poor Susie girl. You know what I mean? She made a video about pesto, and now she's just hearing but, about all the craziest stories that have happened to people. I don't feel bad for her. Like, I think it, I would look at it and be like, this is the funniest thing that's maybe ever happened in my life. It is funny. Thousands and thousands There's of so videos. There's so many crazy stories. So many crazy, so many crazy, crazy stories. funny stories. And also, like, some really, like, horrifying stories. But, yes. like, you know. It really is like, just, just like me, people have been holding on to these stories, being like, I don't think I'll ever get to say it. And then they see this Hey Susie thing, and they're like, Right. I, I, think just, this, I think this is my chance. I just needed a reason. I just needed a prompt. That's all I needed. I even watched this crazy story on TikTok two days ago, and some the, one of the most liked comments were, this should have been a Hey Susie video. <laughs> <laughs> and the person was like, who's Susie? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, on that note, <sighs> as I still look like I have been crying, because I have. He does that. We're going to... <laughs> Lighten the mood up a little bit with a bunch of a-holes. We know that how much weird. you guys love when we read uh, Am I the Assholes? And we I know how much them. you love a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I need to laugh. Okay. Ready? Am I the asshole for not cooking Asian food for my mother? Hello, 28 male and am Asian American, quarter Korean, three quarters white. Thanks to a mix of 2022 COVID, housing crisis, and bad luck, I've had to move back in with my mother, 54. Your mother's only 54? Damn. Sorry, fully white. <laughs> like, I could have a 28-year-old son. That's crazy. Anyway. You're not 54. <laughs> Close. Some background. As a child, I was never taught about my Korean heritage by any of my family. I don't know how to speak the language or any of my customs. My entire childhood, my mother was disrespectful of my heritage, referring to me, my siblings, or other Asians behind closed doors as the CH slur. She made numerous amounts of stereotypes, stereotype remarks about Asians and even forced me to once have an Asian-themed birthday party with Chinese and Japanese ornaments that I had to set up. This is your mom? This is so confusing. 
When I told her how none of this was Korean and how it, what offensive it was, I was yelled at. Now, as an adult, those comments have stopped, but she's never apologized for her actions. Recently, I've started trying to experience the Korean part of myself. I've mainly started by learning uh, the food of Korea, learning Best a variety of Korean start. recipes for myself. I usually make a lar- I usually make large batches so there's enough for a whole week. Perfect. Are you me? Right. So my mother keeps gloating about how my son loves to make Asian food and how I spoil her, which I'm not doing to spoil her. I'm angry how she can just gloat about this to her friends, family, and socials, but I'm the one paying for all the ingredients and spending all the time cooking, and she says I'm spoiling her. I got tired of it, so I tried cooking stuff for myself or when she's not home because when because then she can't make her Instagram-style photos of my work. Yes, I know this is petty. But she ended up having several fights about it, but we ended up having several fights about it. And now half of my family thinks I'm being a disrespectful son. And that's how she acted towards my heritage in the past and that I just can't let it go. The other half of my family, mainly my family that are around my age and younger are on my side. So am I the asshole? Kind of. Am I the asshole for not wanting my mother to now exploit the same heritage that she used to mock and make fun of me for? No, you're not. When you word it that way, yes, it doesn't sound like an asshole, but what I- Yeah, no, fuck her. What I'm seeing here is is that a mother who possibly experienced internalized racism for herself when she first immigrated here. Isn't the mom white? Oh, the mom is white. Yeah, his mom is white. Oh, JK, she didn't experience I shit. That part. Yep. Oh yeah, hundred percent. She's the asshole, <laughs> and we're back. Yep. She's definitely the asshole. Yeah. She's trying to exploit you for like, oh, look at me, look how cultured I am, right. and she's not. Yeah. I missed the part where the mom was white. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I don't believe you're the asshole at all. And and here's the thing: this is a very easily rectifiable situation, right? If she came to you and was like, "Listen, I know that I didn't fully embrace and understand your need to want to, you know, feel like you were connected to your culture." And now that I see you're experiencing that and watching you do that has now given me an appreciation for your culture. Different. And I want to be part of that. Great. Let's go, mom. Get down. Let's, you know, make some kimchi or whatever. But the fact that she has no part of that and is just enjoying the food that you're making and exploiting it on her fucking Instagram. No. Hard no. That's a, yeah. Fuck that. Sorry. No. I no contact that bitch. Mm -mm. Yeah. Well, now he has to live with her though because- circumstances that sucks now and i'm not saying that you shouldn't have a relationship with your mom but i think there should definitely be a conversation about you know listen you were very very insensitive to me a human your child about who i am and there needs to have there needs to be a discussion about it i think that's reasonable and fair and no she does not get to eat any of your kimbap fuck that yeah that's your kimbap she yeah (laughs) I say you're definitely not the asshole. No way, no. dude. You're good. You're not the asshole in my book anyway. I want to know where the dad is in that. So the dad was only half Korean then. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say only, but the dad is half, half Korean. Korean. Yeah. Am I the asshole for refusing to stop speaking Chinese around my stepfamily? Nope. Thank you for your story. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> I, 16 female. Grew up speaking both English and Chinese, Mandarin, but I'm going to just say Chinese to keep it simple at home. My dad is white, but lived in China for a while, so he understands pretty well. My mom has learned English, but still is most comfortable with her first language. I'm fluent in both, but I'm close with my mom's family and have a lot of friends from immigrant families, so I kind of use them interchangeably. Great. 
My parents got divorced a few years ago, which sucked. I mostly live with my mom, but spend weekends and some school breaks with my dad. Everything was okay until my dad started dating Jane. I feel like Jane's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Foreshadowing. (laughs) I don't have a lot in common with Jane, and she's kind of pushy and invasive. Like, she has to be involved in everything, whether it's anything to do with her or not. She has a son, 10 male. The male threw me off because it's a son. But hold on a second. She has a son, 10, 10 years old. That is okay. But not happy about stuff either. It got worse when they got engaged and moved in last year. I thought at least I could just avoid them most of the time during the weekend. But Jane won't leave me alone. Mm-hmm. The big problem right now is that she doesn't like it when I speak Chinese at oh, when she, when I speak Chinese at their house because she can't understand it. She complains when I zoom my cousins or watch Chinese dramas on my phone. She says it's because she can't tell if I'm being appropriate, but I told her my dad understands me and it's his business, not hers. She whined about it to my dad, who asked if I would just speak English when I'm at their place just to keep the peace. And I said I would always speak in English in conversations with her, but I'm not going to stop speaking, listening to Chinese when it doesn't involve her. And I'm, I'd stop coming over if that wasn't okay. My dad said that was fine, and he talked to her. It caused a fight between them, and she started loudly speaking over me or my shows in English instead. So I've stopped talking to her at all. And I speak to my dad in Chinese and my stepbrother in English, which makes her Big mad. Cry about it, Jane. She thinks I'm shit talking her, but I don't talk about her at all. And my dad would tell me off if I was. It's stressing my dad out though. So maybe I'm being the asshole? Nope. Causing disruptions to someone for being racist look and narcissistic doesn't make you the asshole. Speaking Chinese and being Chinese is who you are, right? And if Jane doesn't like it, Jane can either learn to fucking speak Chinese or ignore it. Sorry, Jane. Like, there is a very simple, simple solution to this. Speak Mandarin, Jane. If you want to know if your stepdaughter is being and watching appropriate things, learn learn how to speak Chinese. You don't even have to learn to speak Chinese. There's a shit ton of translating apps where you can engage. So... Why Look. does everybody think that anybody who's speaking in a different language is shit talking them? Like stop being so fucking paranoid. And maybe, maybe you're paranoid because you are an asshole and people are talking about you. So there's that. Yeah. I mean, small-minded people will think small-minded things and think that there's nothing else in the world to talk about yeah. other than that. There's nothing else to talk about, but what a bitch Jane is. Yeah. No, Jane, we're talking about other stuff, okay? Stuff that actually doesn't involve you. Yeah. Fuck Jane. I mean, unless you're like... Rolling your eyes while you're watching shows. Like, why would you get insecure? Or if you're like speaking in Chinese and then you say Jane. (laughs) Yeah. She'll know. Yeah. Or like, why would the TV show that you're watching be talking about her? I think she is saying, so Jane is saying, well, I'm just saying, I don't want you to speak Chinese because I think you might be watching stuff that's inappropriate. No, I get it. When that's not what it no, is No, 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 that's not it at all. And, and like the reason why I was saying that was because like we often say that most of the time when people, things people say isn't about you, it's about them. Right. So whenever she hears you speak Chinese, she just feels insecure because she can't speak, she probably can't even speak the one language correctly. And also maybe she associates you speaking Chinese with your mom, who is the ex. So, so she so feels much threatened insecurity. by that. Yeah, yep. she's just super insecure. She's super insecure. And yeah, fuck her. I say this. 
you go to Jane and you say, Jane, I will make you one promise. I'm going to speak Chinese to my father because I'm very comfortable with that. And so is he. But I make you this solemn vow. If I ever want to talk shit about you, Jane, I'll say it straight to your motherfucking face. In English. Okay, Jane? Yep. In English. Crystal clear. Clear as day. You will always know. Insecure number two you are. You'll always know if and when I'm talking shit about you, Jane, because it will be to your face, out of my mouth, in fucking perfect English. And the word bitch will always start the sentence. (laughs) Start and end each sentence. God, I speak to like you. the audacity of people to tell other people what and how to sp- shut up, Jane, bitch. Why do you think people are talking about you? Who are you? Nobody. Literally, nobody. I went and got my nails done yesterday, fall girly, and there were there are so many women that work in the salon. All of them Vietnamese. All of them talking to each other. All of them laughing, having a great time. Like they're like literally one woman is giving me a manicure. The other woman is giving me a pedicure. They're talking to each other. They're laughing. Not for one second did I think that they were talking about me because number one, what is there to talk about? And if they are talking about me, I just imagine in my mind, they're complimenting me what a nice person I am. (laughs) She is such a lovely person. I'm so glad she came in today is all I could think that they're saying. Because I will never know unless I ask them, which I'm not going to do. I will never know. So why not in my mind think that they're having a giggle at what a nice lady I am and what pretty feet I have? Why why not? Why not? What difference does that make? It changed my life zero. And you know, I left feeling great. So, you know, again, Jane's just paranoid and thinks that nobody has anything nice to say about her, which is why she thinks that clearly they're not. Yeah. Two, um, you think that all these people have to do all day is like talk about their clients right. all day? Who gives a fuck? Like you don't think they have, don't watch TV shows or, or have like kids have kids? Yeah, or, you know maybe you're you know talking shit about the manager like all coworkers do. Like that's how that works. I always equate it like this: like if I heard two employees whispering to each other, would I demand that they tell me what they're saying? Of no. course not. In never. fact, I've never heard other people speak a language, a specific language, and I was like, hey, you can't speak that language. I just sit there going, dang it, I wish I spoke that language like, so I knew what they were saying. Or sometimes I don't even know what the language is. I'm like, that is a, what language yeah. is that? That's fascinating, you know? But, so, But the answer is, is always, I'm like, I wish I right. could speak that language. Right. Not, hey, we should take away from others because I feel less than. Right. If you feel less than, then add to yourself by right. learning another language. Right. People are weird. They're so weird. Am I the asshole for saying Asian girls make the best partners when my girlfriend is white? (laughs) Yes, you are an asshole because you fetishize, but that sentence was hysterical. (laughs) I got into a minor argument online with a guy who claimed it wasn't okay to have a racial preference when it comes to dating. So I tried to explain to him how it was pretty reasonable, for instance, preferred dating Asian girls since they make pretty obviously better partners. I supported this with facts too, like the lower, oh oh boy, lower obesity rates in Asian countries. Who wants a fat wife after all? Wow. So it seems much lower risk than them being more youthful looking due to. Oh my God. This just gets worse. What even is this word? Neotenuous? Tenuous? But basically he's saying that Asian people have baby features. Facial features and also being generally more modest and traditional. How did, why did I have to read this one? I'm so glad. That's why do you say that? Cause the whole time I kept going, I'm so glad I'm not reading this one. 
I got a notification for the reply on my phone, which my girlfriend checked and saw my original post this guy had replied to. Karma. This made her upset. Because she's white, I can't find girls who are not white attractive. I tried to explain to her that it doesn't mean I love her any less or anything. I just, I was just looking at a situation rationally. However, I had little success with this. No shit. <laughs> Am I the asshole still? I was just voicing my personal opinion on the matter. Everyone here sucks. You have so much to learn about Every how to communicate. Like, wow. I mean, your um, girlfriend also problematic. The guy problematic. The person you were interacting with problematic. I need to look up this word. Go ahead. Keep talking. But yeah, she, oof. Yes, you're the asshole. I understand the point that you were trying to make, but the examples that you used were so ignorant. And I'm, I think I know what your girlfriend was trying to say that, you know, because, because you're going out with her, you can't technically find any other woman attractive. It's just, she focused on the race thing because you focus on the race thing, but like the way it just comes off, it all sounds horrible. It all sounds horrible. And also you all it's kind of pedophilic. Very pedophilic. Neo means baby. baby exhibiting retention of juvenile characteristics yeah, that's in what the I mean. adult that's what i'm saying that's so icky. i don't know icky. how to pronounce that word but i do know that it means that there's she's saying he's saying that she has like Tenous? that asian people have baby features that's yucky it is yucky. why do you want your grown female partner to look like a child that's first and foremost and i think that infantilization leads to fetishization in Asian women and being fetishized because you look like a child is fucking gross. Creepy. So like, I feel really gross right now. I feel <laughs> very gross. I, everything is gross right now to me in my brain. Ew, ew, God. Ugh. I know where that came from. Grossness. <laughs> yes, of course we want everyone to age well. But this is a very, very dangerous step towards grossness, because it is. The way you're framing it, it it's very pedophilia. It's just my opinion, and I'm just stating facts. You, you're gross, okay? You're stating your gross facts to support your gross opinion, to support your gross fetishization. So congratulations. And I would like a count when you're done editing this on how many times I said gross today. Whoo, <laughs> <laughs> here Good we go. Grief. Am I the asshole for refusing to change how I talk? For context, I'm 21 female, Chinese. If you're East Asian or know anyone from there, you're probably familiar with this expression. I, yeah. Uh, similar to how people would say Jesus Christ in Western culture, if something surprising happens or if you're disappointed with something, for example. So I work in a cafe. I've been doing this for a few years now and know the shop and procedures inside out. I would hope so if you worked there for a while. I'm in charge with training new baristas and teaching them the things we do for health and safety and how to keep the cafe running efficiently. There's someone new who I'm in charge of training up, Elisa, 19 female. I don't want to be harsh, but she is not good at the job. Nothing is stuck in her brain. Everything I tell her seems to go in one ear and out the other. She has a review in a few weeks, and I'm 99% sure she's going to fail. Oops. Today on the job, she lowered the milk jug from the steam mm, wand no. when the wand wasn't turned off, no. and the hot milk just sprayed everywhere. She screamed. I turned and saw it, which is when I exclaimed, ah, yeah, out of shock, and turned it off because she was frozen. 
This is day one stuff when we teach newbies how to use the espresso machine safely. Luckily, neither of us were burned and it was just a blip. After our shift, Elisa, Elisa asked Elisa? what I, Elisa, 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 Elisa asked what I meant when I said, ah, yeah. So I told her I was surprised what had happened and thought she would have remembered to turn the steam wand off because it's not exactly quiet. She asked me why I couldn't say something else because Aya felt like I was using my own language to insult her, knowing she doesn't speak it. Again. Oh, my God. She, she just told you what it meant, so you now know what it means. I told her that it was just like how I talk, given I am Chinese, and that she's being ridiculous, and it was lucky that I was around to turn the steam wand off because she was too scared to do it. She did not press further, but her boss messaged me later that day saying that Eliza felt uncomfortable on the shift today. Quit. I was asked to refrain from speaking in my language on the job. Oh, yeah. That's an that's HR time for problem. a lawsuit because that's, a, that's yeah. called discrimination. I refused and explained my view that for Eliza to say that to me felt like she was being discriminatory because it was. Yes. And now both Eliza and I have to come into work earlier to sort this out with her boss. Am I the asshole? No, you're not. They both are. And- Legally, they're also what? Assholes. What? What? Am I the asshole for what? For making an exclamation when somebody's almost fucking giving you third degree burns on something that is so rudimentary and simple? So what? You're shooting hot steam out into a, a fucking thing of milk, and you don't. Okay, you know what? You know I, what? I've been a barista before, <laughs> and it is really dangerous. And two, it's really hot. It's really hot, and that thing. It. I mean, that thing. Basically, what it does, it just spits out hot air into the thing to heat up scalding the milk. Hot scalding air, hot air, turning the liquid to boiling, oh, just below boiling temperature. Which means if you don't turn it off before you take it out, that thing blows and it's going to blow that boiling, not quite boiling, but yeah. almost boiling milk right onto your skin. It's very dangerous. Not to mention, what are the other options? Does the manager want her to go, holy fucking shit, in the middle of the fucking coffee shop? Jesus Christ, dipshit. Are you fucking <laughs> stupid? Like, what? what's the alternative here? Because I, uh, sounds very- Benign. Benign and innocent. Yeah. Like, uh-oh. Oh, what? boy. Yeah. What? What's the problem? I just felt like, I just felt like you were talking about me in your language. Where? Sweetie, Where? again, let, this just goes back to the other one. If I'm gonna talk shit to you, I will just say, hey, Elisa, Eliza, whatever the fuck your fucking name is, yeah. you're fucking blowing it and you're gonna get fucking fired. And yeah. you're gonna, don't take me down with you, dipshit. Oh my God. Talk about insecurity. She's insecure that- She can't do the in, goddamn job. Yeah, that she's- She almost scalded everybody with hot milk and somebody said something in something she didn't understand. Well, it sounds like she doesn't understand a lot. And I really hate to point this out, but then she did the, you know, the white woman thing. <laughs> she made yep. me feel bad. White, white woman tears to the point where the manager then did something discriminatory because he was so scared of her victimizing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, of course. Can we just like stop doing this, please? Like stop victimizing yourself. Like. Yeah. He made me feel sad because I almost burned you. <laughs> well, bitch, you almost fucking scalded my skin off. So, uh, she should have ayed while throwing her slipper at your face. <laughs> Am I the asshole for calling myself Asian or mixed? Hi, I'm currently a college student and I'm planning on participating on a multi-, multi This person's not gonna be Asian, are they? 
You can't read ahead. Well, you just asked the question. <laughs> now I'm like, oh no. Hi, I'm currently a college student and I'm planning on participating on a multicultural event where I need to showcase a traditional outfit of my own culture. My biological mom is a 100% Southeast Asian and my dad is 75% German and 25% Irish. Because my mom and her family has a bigger influence on shaping my characteristics and philosophy, I decided to wear a traditional outfit from my mom's culture as I consider myself a part of her culture. Okay, so the other person's just gonna be really racist. <laughs> However, there are a couple faculty members, all of whom are presumably white, telling me that it would be cultural appropriation for me to wear a traditional outfit. They also mentioned that I will be insulting and disrespecting my mother and her family that way because I look more like my dad's family. What the fuck? It's shit like this when we actually right. talk about real cultural appropriation. People right. are like, and everything's, no, right. it's not. They suggest that I should dress more like a leprechaun because of my last name. Or like the fictional characters named Heidi from the Alps. I admit that I didn't even consult my mom or her relatives about whether it's okay for me to wear a traditional outfit. You don't outfit. have to. You're <laughs> no. part of the culture. But I do not want to dress up like it's St. Patty's Day. I'm aware and feel guilty that even if I look very white, I express too much pride in an arrogant manner for talking about my heritage and trying to show off while em emphasizing other fellow biracial students who are like me and other Asian American students in on our hardships on the hardships they faced. Although some fellow POC students told me that I am not showing off and that it's normal to express pride of, over my mom's culture. Your culture, <clears throat> right. your culture. On the other hand, the faculty members stated that I'm not considered a POC due to my father's ancestry and my appearance. Excuse me, what the? They even threatened to file for racism, a racism incident on campus if I did, if I talk about my mom's culture with arrogance in front of my POC friends. What is happening? I this is crazy gaslighting. The asshole for expressing pride in an arrogant manner whenever I talk about my culture during presentations in my classes without notifying the entire class about my ethnicity or race. Also, I tried defending myself to the faculty members in a loud, aggressive tone where I said, I don't give a shit of what you people think I am. I'm Asian because I have an Asian mom and I grew up with her family. I'm not white. You can't tell me what I am and what I'm not. Since those faculty members are much older than me and have higher authority, I knew I'd cross the line when I acted out. Am I the asshole? Nope. Get a lawyer. Absolutely. Get a lawyer. If somebody told my I'd daughter- I'd the shit out of that school. If somebody told my daughter that she couldn't express her cultural heritage and pride by ex by wearing like a humbuck or something, I and would go- And then comparing it to a leprechaun? Ape shit. I would go ape shit. A leprechaun, no offense, a fictional is a character. fictional character. Wearing a traditional garment from your culture is not. These are people in academia? What the fuck? No offense to you, but like, is this an accredited fucking school? And you don't look your ethnicity you claim, therefore you cannot claim it is such bullshit. That's, wow. Which is funny because you know their ancestors living during colonial times probably said the opposite. Right. Just because you look white doesn't mean you are white. Right, right exactly. 
Wow. I, no, you're not the asshole. Oh my God. The ones that have such crazy Wait. black and white legal ramifications blown And threatening mind. to take, like to, to file a racial incident. Right, that's what I'm saying. They're like going above and beyond to gaslight them to the opposite because I feel like that's they crazy. know they're in the wrong and they're like gaslighting them by threatening them. It's just so crazy. <laughs> They've gaslit this poor girl into thinking that her wanting to wear a cultural outfit is the same thing as dressing up as a fucking fictional character. <laughs> like that's crazy to me that she's questioning herself because of this. It's and like literally she's even being like, oh, it's my mom's culture. Like, no, it's not, it's your culture. You grew up in it. You're part of it. You, it's in your DNA. Let it out, Ed. let it go. Oh my yeah. God, that's just crazy to me. Fucking let it rip, man. <laughs> that's crazy. It's nice that it's not me all the time. <laughs> You're not the asshole. You're doing great. Get a lawyer. Woohoo. Yeah. One more? You got one more in you? The DNA stuff, I think, yeah. gets to me a little bit. Yeah. It's a little PTSD. Yeah. Last one. Am I the asshole for calling? Wait, is it your turn to read? Yeah, I just did. You did. Didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. I think I just talked, so I was like, I think I just read. Yeah. And I was like, no, I just talked. Am I the asshole for calling my sister-in-law racist after she compared my cooking to making Kung Pao chicken? Unless you made something that was like Kung Pao chicken. Yeah, and definitely hard yes if neither of you are Asian. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Don't read it. For context... Just, you know, not to be a dick, but the whole story is context, <laughs> technically. I've been married to my wife. Oh, it's a guy. I did not expect that. Sorry. Well, you don't. Oh, did he say that he's a guy? No. I was going to say. Just cut that part yeah, out. Yeah, cut that part out. I've been married to my wife for about 10 years, and we're a mixed race couple. I'm Asian. She's Caucasian. Oh. I've okay. gotten along with her family, mother-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, but- I always feel like her father-in-law and the other sister-in-law, Sarah, it's always a Sarah, never liked me. I wait, may wait, hold on, I need to get this right. Asian spouse, white wife, everybody gets along. Except for the father-in-law and the second Sarah, sister-in-law Sarah. So the Asian person's father-in-law, which is the wife's father. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that always gets me. Okay. Here's the next part. I'm a professionally trained chef oh. with 15 plus years of experience and I work at a high-end Chinese restaurant. Oh, those cookies. Okay, I have four more coming. <laughs> <laughs> a spinoff of a popular one. Oh, playing that game should be our Patreon at the end of this. Ah, okay. We should, we should have a competition. Okay. <laughs> People would love to see us. It's being gonna committed. get hot. It's gonna get really bad. It's there's gonna be so much. But screaming. I have long nails, so it makes it hard for me. I'm a Sucks handicap. for you. Handicap. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> that would be dedication. That I would. No way. I just spent a hundred bucks on this man. Okay. A spinoff of a popular one in Beijing, in a large U.S. city. My crew and I have won several awards and I've been explicitly told I'll be the next executive chef. That's cool. Sarah is also a professional chef. Oh, oh, a little rivalry. And she works at a popular upscale French restaurant. Mm -hmm. Who? 
<laughs> oh, she comes. No, don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! She constantly brags about it, and no joke, cons- compares herself out loud to Ramsey and Bourdain. Bitch, don't even have to say first words, even. first names. Whenever I'm at my mother-in-law, which, by the way, already signs of insecurity. Yeah, we know what happens with insecurity. Yep. Whenever I'm at my mother-in-law and father-in-law's house and helping out in the kitchen, Sarah is always criticizing everything I do, whether it's chopping, braising, marinating, etc. She's always butts in with comments like, um, I think you should actually do this instead. I've been patient for my wife and sidestepping those questions, saying things like, thanks, but uh, I think I'll just stick to the way I do it. Things came to a head two weeks ago when my wife, father-in-law, mother-in-law, and I were in her parents' kitchen prepping dinner for my mother-in-law's birthday. Oh, so it's already something that's personal. Emotional, yeah, personal. Yeah. We were running a bit behind, so things were heated, which I kind of like because it reminds me of work. And that's when Sarah walked in. Dun, dun, dun. She took one look at what I was doing, scoffed, and said something like, Oh, wow. Okay. So that's not the right way of doing things. Oh, God. She's the worst. Who does that? You can tell exactly by what the words are in how she says it. It hit a nerve. And I'm pretty sternly told her to stop criticizing my cooking and that I'm also a chef like her. She laughed and said, making Kung Pao chicken at some Chinese restaurant doesn't count. The kitchen went silent. Father-in-law snorted and chuckled. And my mother-in-law yelled, Sarah, what is wrong with you? (laughs) I stopped. Kudos to the mother, by the way. I stopped what I was doing, swore at her, and called her a racist piece of shit. Apologized to my mother-in-law for being not able to stay and left for home with my wife. Kudos to you. Yeah. Kudos to your wife, too. And your mother-in-law. Yep. Basically, fuck your father Fuck your father-in-law and your bitch-ass sister, Sarah. Apparently, this caused a massive fight after we left, with my mother-in-law, brother-in-law, and other sister-in-law taking my side and my father-in-law, and obviously Sarah, saying, it was just a joke, but kind of true. Ew. It wasn't a joke. If you think any of it is true, you dumb... Okay. That (laughs) and that... I was being too sensitive. I mean, isn't that always the case? Mm-hmm. Gaslighting at its finest. The extended family somehow got wind of this, and now everyone argue, is arguing and taking sides. With my wife even getting texts from some of her cousins apologizing for Sarah's behavior. Wow. Despite being on my side, my wife is begging me to apologize. No. Oof. So that the fighting will stop, but I refuse to. Why are to you begging Sarah to apologize and your father? Because fuck Sarah and her blatant racism. Fuck her. Am I the asshole? No. No apologies. Sarah, you get nothing. You certainly don't get any fucking chicken, you dumb bitch. yeah like can we please stop catering to white fragility just can we just stop eat like the i know that they're wrong but like no 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 that's just where the that sentence ends i know that they're wrong and we're not gonna stop until they realize they're wrong 
I don't have anything to contribute that isn't swear words to this one. So <laughs> I I'm, mean, I'm just going to just... We obviously know what the issue is here. We obviously know that Sarah is an insecure twat. We also know that Sarah's dad is a, a coward who, you know, I, I, whatever. I, I, no, no, nothing, nothing about this is like a new thing. You know, insecure sister-in-law uses racism to, you know, degrade, you know, Asian person in household. Okay, how yeah. fucking original, Sarah. The father-in-law and Sarah are both a big bag of dicks. <laughs> sure. They're not even just dicks. They're they're a whole bag of dicks. Like there's just Ew. so many options of I dicks. I feel so gross if somebody handed me a bag full of dicks. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do with this? <laughs> I feel like you probably have already at a certain point. Maybe at a bachelorette party, and they were plastic dicks in no, the shape of straws. No, I didn't have that kind of no. bachelorette party. No, I said anybody who brings dicks has to leave. <laughs> and I didn't wear a t-shirt that said bachelorette or bride. Oh God, no. Not that it, not what? that anybody who does it yeah. is bad. It's just not my tempo. Yeah. No, Fuck you don't. Them. You owe no one apology. Uh, you owe no one anything. I think you did the absolute right thing, and she was exactly doing what we all think she did. She was degrading you because she's insecure. Fuck Sarah, and the end. Thank you. Good night. Oh, but I hate them. I hate them too. So yeah, sorry that you're happy, but at least at least there are some people in her family sticking up for her, you know. So that's good. Honestly, it kind of sounds like a good portion of her family. The majority, I would say. Yeah, it sounds like the majority, which means that you know there are always you know bad apples, and there are always people that are you know far more embarrassing to be related to than others. So that's just what happens. But I don't apologize. There's nothing for you to apologize for. I know the dad in this scenario is just like the secondary character because he just snickered He's and just like, like yeah, lets it go. But sidekick. let's be real. Where did Sarah learn that this was okay? Right. right. Because of her dad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully there'll be an update on that one. I'd love to know. I want to know if she uh, apologized. Anyway. Those make me feel weird sometimes. I know. On that note, thank you all for tuning in as always. We always appreciate all of you listening and watching our YouTube and however, I don't even know how else you watch us. <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> but we do thank you for your support and please continue to do so. You can find us on our s Jilly Jilly wants we'll an Instagram. Let her in. Let her in for the, the, the goodbye. Jilly wants an Instagram. No, I don't have time. Oh, this is a poor baby. This is a poor baby. Come on. Good girl. Good girl. Oh, sweet girl. Lay down. That's okay. Okay. But please make sure, uh, thank you for your support and please continue to follow us on our socials. You can find me at Sujo one on TikTok and Instagram and maybe you'll find Julie on Instagram if I make you your own page. I don't have time. I don't have time for that. Sounds like a job for the kids. Yeah. No, they have other jobs. <laughs> like cleaning the kitchen. Yeesh. You can find me at Etch a Sketch with a J on everything and you can find the podcast at One in the Shiba, S-H-I-B-A-L, uh, please continue to write in all of your MIV assholes, any things that you want, any advice on, anything you want to just shoot the shit on, honestly, yeah. give us some feedback. We like to chat. But specifically, we do. We would like to do another culture of food episode coming up soon where you know we read your stories about culture of foods and eat the foods you're talking about. We just want an excuse to eat. So give us some delicious suggestions, please. Delicious suggestions. And the email to write to us on that is what in the shibas, S-H-I-B-A-L at gmail.com. Otherwise, we want to thank everyone who is a Patreon to this 
very humble podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We honestly couldn't do it without you all. And if you would like to continue to support us, if we brought any value to you whatsoever, please consider joining our, our Patreon. Um, there will be some extra content in there for you guys pretty often, we have including fun this for today. week. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, thank you. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring that bell. Ding. 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 As she stares very emptily, emptily, <laughs> empty into the camera, whatever, whatever way it is. But either way, thank you for joining us, and we will catch you on the next one. Okay, okay bye. bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.